0: Hey y'all, welcome back to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. I am your host, Heather Mcfadden and this is the place where I'm gonna walk alongside you and connect you with people and resources so you know that you don't mom alone. In this episode number 298, I have the privilege of chatting with Max Lucado.
1: Would you open yourself up to the possibility of a better tomorrow because I think what happens is we don't intend to do this but we get in a mindset that says okay uh, I'm stuck it's not going to be any better I'm just going to weather this chapter of life well I'm not saying it's going to be easy but what if God does have a miracle what if what if he does and what if God in his sovereignty can use this isolation or use this unusual circumstance to draw you closer to him and show you who he is. Uh, and, and so rather than resist this, maybe welcome is too hard of a word, too big of a word, but, but be open. Just be open to the idea of saying, okay, Lord, I still believe you're there. I, I believe you love me. I'm going to hang on to that. I'm going to remember your character, your heart. Would you please use this experience that I'm in to? create a depth in my walk with you.
0: Y'all, get ready. Because, I mean, this was such an honor for me to get to chat with one of my favorite authors. Max Lucado has written over a hundred books, but he's also a pastor. And I think that's what made this interview a little bit different for me. There was so much kindness and care. And even before we started hitting record, he was asking me about myself and wanted to know about my boys. And there... There's something about a person who has lived their life in relationship, ministering to people. He understands the challenges. And not only does he minister to those walking through challenges, he himself has been through some hard things. And this is the first book. And in our episode today, he brings up one of his hardest things he's walked through and how Jesus met him there. He knows God's word. So he combines. Um, meeting you where you are with the truth of who God is. And that's what he's going to do for us moms today. I don't want to wait a minute longer. Let's get right to it. Here we go. Oh, my goodness. I, it feels odd to welcome you as Max, but I know that you are a humble man. And if I called you Mr. Lucado the whole time, you'd probably correct me. But
1: probably <laughs> I probably would. <laughs> <laughs>
0: welcome to the Don't Mom Alone podcast, Max. It's so, so good to have you on here.
1: It's my treat. Um, I'm very honored to uh, be a part of this conversation. Do the listeners know that you're recording in your closet?
0: (laughs) They do. They do. Yeah. (laughs) We've had some funny uh, mishaps with that. Um, But yes, yes, this this is why they love me because I'm not fancy here. This yeah,
1: I got you. I got you.
0: <laughs> I, this is my seventh year of recording, and I'm still in my closet.
1: Still in your closet. No, no well, recording I, Okay, so it, I, don't take this the wrong way. Of but course. it's an honor to be in your closet.
0: <laughs> right here, right now. Well, my boys, I told you I took a picture because they are big fans of your writing. I read your books uh, all through high school and college and now, but when you... Uh, released you are special, and I was able to read that to my boys and the oak and the acorn like those truths and those books, the way that you wrote those I mean we still talk about the Wimmicks, so do you do you yeah, yeah, so moms, if you are listening and you have not checked out those books, I would love to hear like how did you even come up with the Wimmix where did that come from yeah
1: yeah that's one of my favorite stories because I do get asked the question out of all my books, do I have a favorite? And it is, it's you are special. You are special. Oh. Oh. Just because of the impact that book has had. Uh, that book is all over the world. And uh, it's uh, especially popular. Hang on to your hat in China.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. China.
1: Yeah. And, yeah. and here's the reason why. It's like the book of Esther. There's no mention of God in the story. You know right. the name God does not appear, but the suggestion of God, of course, is everywhere in the symbolism so uh, but the but the Chinese uh, schools. Uh, can welcome that. They welcome that story. And so it just makes my heart so happy uh, to know that Heather. Now here's the backstory on that book. Okay, You're going to get a kick out of this.
0: I'm excited. Okay. Tell so me.
1: Way back in the early nineties, you were talking, you sh- just signed a two book deal. And I, I had signed a, a, a book deal with a, with Crossway to write children's books. And mm. I needed to generate seven children's stories. Wow. Well, I, I thought I had finished that, uh, but one of, the, one of their people uh, called me on a Monday and said, we're waiting on number seven, and it's due <laughs> this Friday. Oh, no. And I said, really? I thought, well, duh, I'd lost count. And sure enough, I was one short. Well, I'm a pastor, and, and it's not like I have just free time. Yeah. And so I, I worked my schedule around, and I blocked Thursday. And I had I, I said, okay, Thursday's job is to write a children's book. <laughs> well, fortunately, you know, by God's grace, I've I'm a dad, and I, I my children at that time were all in single digit age, and. I was working on a story with them. I, I was making up a story about a about people who put stars and dots on one another. And yeah. uh, I had just the kernel of the story. Well, by God's goodness, by the end of the day, I had written that whole story. Wow. And my, my response, Heather, was good. Whew. Got it finished. I had no idea the impact that it would have. And so sometimes I share that story because writers especially, or people who communicate, we think, okay, you've got to be super inspired to do anything worthwhile yeah. and inspiration helps. But I tell you, so will a deadline. <laughs> yeah. a Deadline helps. And so yeah, God can use a deadline as much as he can use inspiration to create a, a, a good story.
0: No, I love that. And if y'all aren't familiar uh, a quick recap. This is my version. Okay, so Max, you can correct me, but is that there are these people, the Wimmicks, and they put stickers on each other. Stars if you do something good. A circle if you make a mistake. And this one poor little wimmick has so many circles, and he's just feeling so bad about himself. And he meets Lucy, and Lucy doesn't have any stickers, and he's just in awe. Of, how is this possible? And she says, "Well, they don't stick." He said, "How do they don't? How do they not stick?" And she says, "Well, I meet with my maker." And he reminds me who I am. And then the stickers don't stick. Is that a good summary or is that? That's
1: it. That's, that's it. it.
0: And I, I remind my teenage son, my teenage nieces of this truth, right? Because people are trying to label them all over the place via social media or texting or just communication. And, it, and, and as adults, we're, we're just not going to let the sticker stick if we remind ourselves who God says we are.
1: Mmm. That's true. That's true. And it's such a such an important message for all of us. Uh, When that book came out, there is a congressman by the name of Steve Largent. And uh, Steve used to play football for the Seattle Seahawks and went into politics for a short time. And he had the opportunity to deliver a message in Congress. And he read that book. No way. He read the book to the House of Congress because he said, you know, we've got to learn to treat people in a way that values people for who they are. Yeah. So you're right. It's just a, it. it's a hard world we live in. Now we don't use stickers and dots, but we use followers
0: mm-hmm. and, likes uh, and likes blocks and, and, and yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, canceling. Yeah. And, oh man, well, that, that is proof that God will take things places you could never imagine. Definitely check out Max's children's book. Particularly, you are special. And I want to tell you about another children's book. Do you remember uh, reading to your little kids or maybe you're reading it to them now? It's a book called Guess How Much I Love You. Maybe your mom read it to you. It's an adventure with little nut brown hair who's written by Sam McBratney and illustrated by Anita Jeram, And they have a new book out. It's called Will You Be my friend, and it's published by Candlewick Press. It's an enchanting tale of friendship and it's a sequel to the best-selling book, Guess How Much I Love You. Little Nut Brown Hair, he's out exploring on his own and something amazing happens. He discovers a new friend and that's when the fun can really start when we connect with our friends. So Will You Be My Friend is this new family classic you are gonna love to the moon and back and it's available wherever books are sold. Were you writing this new book, You're Never Alone, before the pandemic started?
1: Uh yes, yes, I was. I yeah. was. I, yeah. I I was um uh, teaching our church, uh, we were going through a sermon series that had two focuses, two, two emphasis. Uh, one was the Gospel of John. The other was loneliness. And I was trying to find a way to use the Gospel of John to, to speak to the loneliness that people feel in their lives. Mm. Uh, because already, pre-pandemic, uh, loneliness was an epidemic. And and there's a lot of great stuff written on how to have good friendships, how to cultivate uh, community with others. But most, most of the stuff that's written does not have a spiritual aspect to it. And and I think God's solution for loneliness is is really what the great commandment is. Love the Lord your God and then love your neighbor. Uh, and, and as you love the Lord your God, as you have a relationship with him, that heals your heart. That creates some healing in the heart so that you don't count on your neighbor to do something your neighbor cannot do. Your neighbor cannot bring healing to you. Your neighbor cannot be a divine presence to you. So I wanted to really focus in on, on how the presence of Christ can be a miraculous, a supernatural presence in our lives that can even substitute, if we're cut off for people, for a relationship, but can certainly supplement and make us better with others. So I was already noodling with this idea, I had the book almost finished, and then COVID hit. And mm-hmm. COVID hit, and so I thought, okay, thank you, Lord. You positioned this story about loneliness or this book about loneliness just the right time, just yeah. the right time. Yeah.
0: Whew. And I, and I kind of feel like with motherhood, we get this concept of isolation and loneliness in a way that the world got to experience, this um, almost like a forced-out Sometimes it feels like whether you were in a career and now you're staying home, even if it's for the first six weeks, or you know just with a lot of kids, you're not able to have the freedoms to go be out and about with people. And so motherhood can already feel pretty isolating. And then the little bit <laughs> that my mom friends were getting support, whether it was through a MOPS program or church service or um, maybe coffees or playdates, that was taken away. So how could you encourage those moms who have not already f- already felt isolated but then any kind of source of you know connection with others is gone and now they are completely depleted that's what I'm hearing mm-hmm. from moms whatever yeah. I could pull from before mm-hmm. I have no reserves left and mm-hmm. we're heading mm-hmm. into you know we're winter for a lot of people not us Texans but for a lot of people that's already isolating too already when hitting, you, yeah. yeah yeah you kind of get pulled into your home and
1: we've Mm -mm. been in our
0: homes. So the truth of your book, you know, that what you said, that you start with love God and you go to the miracles. How could you encourage her today with that? What you learned in that?
1: I think I would say, first of all, would you open yourself up to the possibility of a better tomorrow? Would you just open yourself up to that kind of open a, a mental window toward heaven? Because I think what happens is we don't intend to do this, but we get in a mindset that says, okay, uh, I'm stuck. It's not going to be any better. I'm just going to weather this chapter of life. I'm just going to have to slug it out. Well, I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but what if God does have a miracle? What What if he does? And what if God in his sovereignty can use this isolation or use this unusual circumstance to draw you closer to him and show you who he is. Uh, and, and so rather than resist this, maybe welcome is too hard of a word, too big of a word, but, but be open. Just be open to the idea say, okay, Lord, I still believe you're there. I, I believe you love me. I'm going to hang on to that. I'm going to remember your character, your heart, and I know you're you're too good to be cruel, uh, you're too kind to be harsh, and I can't see your hand, but I'm going to trust your heart. Would you please use this experience that I'm in to create a depth in in my walk with you and and it's almost a matter heather of uh, we're we're talking each other off the ledge, yeah. you know. We're, yeah. we're saying, okay, you're right out there. I know you're exhausted. I know you're depleted. Don't give in yet, though. Don't don't give in. That's where I would start.
0: Kind of, kind of, just opening her heart up first. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. To just open your heart up to the possibility. You know what? This book, uh, "You're Never Alone," explores the miracles of Jesus that uh, that John records, and one of the miracles that I think is most interesting is when Jesus heals this man who is uh, an invalid and has been for 40 years, 40 years. Uh, He's at the pool of Bethesda and Jesus goes up to him. And it's interesting that Jesus is there to begin with. I mean, you could write a sermon just on the fact that Jesus has gone to this place of suffering Mm. where sick people gather and here God shows up in the middle of them, And he goes to this one man and he asked this question. He said, do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? You know, I'm an old man, Heather. I'm 65 <laughs> years old. I, I, I entered the ministry in 1979. Yeah. So I'm 40 years in ministry. Mm. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to hospitals or how yeah. many times I've prayed for the sick. It's just, it's, it's too many to count. And I have never, I have never <laughs> in all those times walked up to the hospital bed and said, now, now first let's get one thing clear. Do you want to be healthy? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've never done that. Yeah. All right. What's Jesus doing there? I think what he's saying to the guys is, are you open to a better version of you? Or are, we got to get this clear? Cause I mean, you got a pretty good deal going here. You get three square meals a day by begging. You don't have to do much. It's a pretty stagnant life, but maybe you and so he, he says, do you want to be healed? And, I, and, and that's kind of where I, 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 where I would start with folks, where I do. I said, okay, do, are you open to this? Are you open to, to a better version of you? Mm. And when a person says yes, boy, we got something to work with.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm grateful to be able to bring guests like Max to you. Thanks to sponsors like Care Of and... I actually use Care-of, so I'm thrilled to get to share it with other moms because what it is is a half soul free way to get vitamins and supplements. I'm not having to go to another store. I'm not having to figure out what the best supplement is for me because they have this really easy online quiz. It takes five minutes. They're going to ask you questions like, how much sleep do you get? How often do you work out? Do you have any health concerns? That kind of thing, and they're going to adjust your pack for you. Also, I love they give me a little booklet that explains each of the supplements and vitamins and if any of them need checks with my doctor. I think it was only like one where it was like, you maybe want to check with your doctor about this one. But they were all clean, the products, the ingredients, and I feel better when I remember to take them, which is so much easier to remember because they all come in a box and the amount I need to take that day is in its own little prepackaged container with my name on it, made just for Heather. And there's very few people out there looking out for Heather. So (laughs) thankful for care of so that I can take care of my people better. And bonus, as a Don't Mom Alone listener, you are going to get 50% off your first care of order. If you go to takecareof.com and enter the code DMA50, you're going to get 50% off your first order. That's takecareof.com because you're going to take care of your health. Takecareof.com. Enter the code DMA50 and get 50% off your first order. And let me know if you do it. Let me know what they send you. I'm so curious to see what different things we get. Y'all know how I like to help make your life a little bit easier, a little bit healthier, so that y'all can be the best moms you want to be. Well, one of these ways is with our sponsor, Sun Basket. So what it is, it's fresh, food delivered to your door with a variety of menu choices. And you can pick if you want to have the dinners where you're chopping up some stuff and you're cooking the meat, or they have some prepackaged options where you're literally just sticking it in the oven and it's so yummy, but you aren't having to do any of the prep work. So if that fits your family, choose those menu items. It lets you know in the choices when you're picking the week before the food arrives. Sunbasket is so great that I, my husband just keeps telling me, Make sure, have you picked out our sunbasket things yet? What did you pick? Uh, every time I'm serve it up, he's like, Is this from Sunbasket? Such a big hit, and I can know that it's fresh, easy, and really good for our family. If you want to go check it out, go to sunbasket.com forward slash DMA, and you're going to get. off your order right now. If you use the promo code DMA for Don't Mom Alone, that's sunbasket.com slash DMA. Enter the promo code DMA to get $35 off your order. sunbasket.com slash DMA with the promo code DMA. I think that in the Christian realm, there is a, a group that pushes away the concept of what they call the prosperity gospel to the point that they neglect the true power and sovereignty of God. Mm. So what I love is that you talk about what God is capable of, and you also share times when he doesn't choose to do that this side of heaven. Mm -hmm. And you do a great job of balancing because – just like anything, we can swing too far, mm-hmm. and then we don't even ask God for miracles because we don't want to look like we're trying to be prosperous or blessed. <laughs> and so we miss out completely on the option. Uh every, every chapter you kind of present, this is this person, and this is how God did that miracle, and this is what he did in the Bible, and here maybe this side of heaven, it didn't happen for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's good for people who right now might be saying that's nice, Max, but you don't know my story. You don't know yeah. that I lost both parents to COVID. You don't know that I'm struggling with sure. three kids at home with distance learning. And my life is really hard and I'm not open because yeah. God can't yeah. fix this for me. So I'm thankful that you, you mm-hmm. meet us there in the hardest places, you know, you're,
1: you're bringing up a, a great point. You know, we do tend to one extreme or the other. Mm-hmm. Uh I have, some very good friends who often get accused of being prosperity preachers and mm-hmm. uh, they don't like that phrase yeah. and they don't mean to leave that impression. I'm sure there are some who do that on purpose, but the, the guys and gals that I know who get accused of that, they, they try not to, they try not to leave that impression. And then I, as I have colleagues who are on the other extreme who are yeah. extremely critical of them. So here, here, here's a phrase that's worked for me. You try it on, see what you think. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that to to be a person of faith is not to expect God to do what I want, hmm. but to expect God to do what is right. Hmm. And. I think the the idea of the prosperity gospel is you just tell God to do what you want. He's going to do it. Right. And, and there's nothing in the Bible that says that. I mean, there's really not. There there are passages that tell you to ask, to seek, to knock, he'll give you, uh, but he always will. He's always the good father. You know, we moms, we dads, we know you don't give your kids everything they want. They don't know what's right. They don't. Right, and so why would we think for a second that if I'm going to ask God for a Cadillac, He's going to give me a Cadillac? I mean, that's just crazy, just bizarre. (laughs) He'll give me what is right. Yeah. On the other hand, I think it's okay to ask God for a new car. I do. I mean, I just uh, go to Him and ask Him, but submit yourself to His sovereign plan. Trust Him. He he may give you a Jetta. You know. So so. Trust in his heart. That's the big idea, I think, in that whole conversation.
0: Well, because you bring up the miracle of uh, the food and the multiplying of food. And food seems pretty basic. Yeah. Like, if we can get to the, you know, with all of that's going on and the economic impact of COVID. And, I mean, we're going down to food is the most basic. And Jesus multiplied and fed. Because he saw that that was right for those people in that time
1: yeah the 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 thing I think about miracles in the Bible is number one God never performed or Jesus did not perform the same miracle twice there was mm. always a different way you know there's one occasion when he healed the blind man using spit of all things yeah it's just a remarkable story another time he just he takes a blind man off to the side and, and cries out to heaven. Uh, when he healed uh, the daughter of, of Jairus, and when he raised her from the dead, he did it differently than he did when he raised Lazarus from the dead. So I, I, think, I think the point is he's not a one-size-fits-all Savior. He works differently through our lives in different ways. So as a pastor, I need to be careful when I talk to our church. I need to be careful and not overpromise. I need to be careful and, and not say things like, if you pray with faith, he will do this. Yeah. Well, you can pray with faith and he may not respond in the way you want, mm-hmm. but I do believe he'll respond in the way that is right. Yeah. Now, we, you and I have friends, probably you do, we haven't talked about this, but I have friends who, who have had COVID and it's really rough. And we've prayed for them, and they've been healed. And then I know a few who have not been healed. And I'll just tell you, it's out of my pay grade. I, I don't know why. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Mm-hmm. But I do believe, this is, man, I'll go to my grave believing this, that God answers our prayers either on this planet or in his presence. Yeah. And I do believe the ultimate answer to all our prayers is not on this earth. It's just not. Mm-hmm. It is in his presence mm-hmm. and there's where all the dead will be raised. Mm-hmm. There's where all the poverty will, will cease. There's where all the injustices will be dealt with. Every prayer that's ever prayed is going to be answered in the presence of God. And and so it's not about now. It's all about then. And we can stand on that. We can stand on that. And the Bible has not, <laughs> the Bible doesn't play games with us on this. You know, mm-hmm. in this world, you will have tribulation. Jesus yeah. said, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world, and you're going to love the world I'm creating. Is the implication? So, mm-hmm. forgive me if I start preaching there. Hey, I, I am a preacher. some.
0: You know what? <laughs> some of these moms—they're taking a walk. They're pushing the stroller. They're doing dishes, and I know they can appreciate right now a good word. So, yes, mm-hmm. I think we are so limited. We live in a two, like a dimension of time. Yeah, you've seen the new movie Tenant? It'll blow your mind because it. Christopher Nolan messes with time and time for us. It's just so hard to conceptualize. And here we have a God outside of it. And Mm -hmm. he's like, yeah, I've already, I've already, you know, that thing you asked for, it's done already. But unfortunately, you can't conceptualize it because and like we're living in eternity now, but we can't conceptualize that. So we fear death. We just, we can't grasp that. So this mom is changing diapers, doing cyclical things, washing laundry, or she's trying to fit in a full-time job at home while she's distance learning. And where does Jesus meet her right then? When you look at all the miracles and how he, like you said, he went to the places of suffering or he, he met with a person, how have you personally experienced or how do you kind of remind yourself that Jesus is there in those hard moments that you've had?
1: What a great question. In the book, I talk about something for the first time that I've ever talked about it publicly. But when I was twelve years old, I and four of my friends were befriended by an adult male, and uh he he really was a kind man, and he was friends with our fathers, and he he didn't have any sons of his own, and he just positioned himself as a desire as a man who who wanted to be a big brother, be a dad, be a, a mentor. So he took us to baseball games. I remember he took us to a rodeo. Uh, he took us on camp outs. And on one of those camp outs, uh, he unpacked the sleeping bags in the tents and also had a case of whiskey. And he drank his way through the whiskey and went through the sleeping bags of each boy. And we were sexually molested. Hmm. And uh, we didn't have cell phones, of course, back then, you know, I'm, this is back in the sixties. Yeah. And, uh, He told us to not tell anybody that nobody would believe us. And if they did believe us, they would blame us. And when you're 12 years of age, you don't know how to process all that. He was, he was a louse. He was the louse. He was, he was a scoundrel. He was a predator. Mm. Uh, so here I get dropped off at my house Sunday evening. And, uh, what I had going for me what I had going for me is that my parents took me to church, uh, every weekend and that weekend at church, uh, I had missed it, but there was a special communion service. And, and when they told me about it, uh, told me what I missed. I just so had wanted to have a communion service and, uh, I didn't tell my parents about it. In fact, my parents went to their graves, never knowing what happened. Uh, uh I never told anybody about it, but I I didn't tell it my parents. But at at about 9.30 or 10 that night, my parents always went to bed early. About 9.30 or 10, I got up, and I was freshly bathed, wearing my pajamas. I went into the kitchen, and I staged my own communion service. So if you can picture this redheaded, freckle-faced, freshly bathed kid uh, looking in the refrigerator for crackers and grape juice, I couldn't find any, but I found milk and potatoes, and, uh, and I, that, that became my Eucharist. And here's, here's why I shared that story. That is one of those occasions in my life when Jesus appeared to me. Hmm. He just appeared to me. I sensed him. I sensed him. Even right now as I'm retelling the story, I can see myself, and I can sense the warmth of knowing he was there. And he healed me. He healed me. I haven't lived with the wound of that weekend. I've, I've not lived with fear of of authority or public figures, uh, and 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 I know I know many have, and I know many experience it far worse than I. But I, I share that story, and, I, and please forgive me if that ever comes across as uh, well. I'm better than you because he appeared to me. Not at all. What I'm saying is that Christ meets us in those moments. He meets us in those moments. Mm-hmm. And, and to people who are in the middle of a storm like that, who are in their own version of the Sea of Galilee, all tossed and turned by wind and waves, uh, Jesus walked into that storm. He walks into that storm. And so to you, precious mom, To you, precious daughter of God, and you're feeling tossed and turned by life or feeling abused or feeling uh, like nobody would understand you, would you please open yourself up to the possibility that Christ will meet you right there in the kitchen? Just open yourself up. All I did was say, okay, I'm going to do something that tells God I'm serious about needing him. And, And your version of that might be just getting on your knees your version of that might be just crawling out of bed in the middle of the night and sitting there half asleep, but with a Bible open saying, God, I need some help. You know, just open yourself up to him. Don't give in to the despair. Despair is the enemy of the day. Now, the suicide rate right now is higher than it's been any time since World War II. Calls to emotional helplines, according to CNN, are up 891% over last year. So there's a lot of despair right now, a lot of despair. And so may God bless you, dear mom. May you turn to him. Uh, The message of the miracles is you're really not by yourself. You're not alone. Your heavenly father loves you, and the Lord Jesus will come to you, and the Holy Spirit will empower you. Just please, please, please. Don't give in to despair. Now, one final thought. Again, forgive me. I'm a preacher. I can get going, so stop me at any point.
0: I will not stop uh, <laughs> you. Keep going, yes.
1: No, don't trust feelings. Trust fact. Sometimes we don't feel the presence of God. That's okay. The fact is, God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. He has said that. He has said that. You know, I've been married for nearly 40 years. Some days I feel married. Some days I don't. You know, I mean, I I love my wife, but forgive me, dear Lynn, who might be listening to this, (laughs) I'll I'll go all day and not think about you. And that's okay, you know, but some days all I can do is think about her. Now, I'm not more married uh, on the days I feel married than I am on the days I don't. So why? Because we made a covenant way back in 1981. We made a covenant with each other. God has made a covenant with you, dear daughter of God. God has made a covenant with you. He'll never leave you, and you may feel his presence. You may feel nothing but exhaustion, but your feelings are not a barometer of the presence of God. They're not, okay? So we got to be careful, and don't get sucked into the, emotional spirituality I love it when it feels good I love it I love it I love it I love it but on the days it doesn't don't give in to that uh, lie that says well God must not be here because I don't feel it. Mm-hmm. because if if I understand what momhood is like, you don't feel a lot of things other than tiredness. And so God <laughs> I'm bless. trying
0: to get them to acknowledge their feelings Max. I'm trying to trying to get <laughs> it so that we can just deal with it and move on and like let the truth go on top. But yes, you are right. The feelings don't get to dictate the presence of God. That is for sure. That is yeah. that is a for sure thing Max. Thank you for sharing something very tender and difficult. I don't know have have you shared that piece of your story in any other books before this one?
1: No, no, only this one. It, uh, it just seemed right. It yeah. seemed right. I, I attended a conference. Um, when was that? Christmas of, of 18, I think, and the Me Too movement. Yeah. Uh, was was really roaring at the time yeah. and I, and I shared uh, just a short version of that story at that conference mm-hmm. uh, so that was the first time and and uh, I realized that uh, i 'm not alone in that. And so I thought, okay, I think this, this would be a good time to share it. So I put it in this new book.
0: Have you had men reach out to you look, yeah. who haven't healed? yeah? yeah.
1: Immediately, immediately, yeah. immediately.
0: If a, if a woman's listening and she may know that that's part of her husband's story. Yeah. Do you have any resources for her that would be helpful for him to process that? Cause I know it's hard for men. That's there's yeah. a lot there. Mm. with that, Yeah.
1: You know, uh, I love I love New Life Ministries. I love okay. Steve Arterburn, A R T E R B U R N. And if a person were to google New Life New Life Ministries, that's a that's a group of counselors who have weathered the storm. I mean, they've been around for year decades, decades. Yeah. Yeah. And I trust I trust Steve Arterburn okay. uh especially in his ministry with men.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, again, I really I I'm so thankful that your vulnerability allows others to be vulnerable and to share the things that are maybe holding them back from hoping that God is present. Your, your testimony that God is so present in our hardest, hardest moments, and I think that's super helpful
1: we just don't gain anything right yeah, by trying no. to appear like we've had a, gotten through life pain-free. Nobody does. Nobody does. We all get beat up in this journey. Mm-hmm. We all do. Uh, but we just, one of the lies of the devil is don't tell anybody what you've gone through when we fi- come to find out that really the the power of our testimony is what fights the devil. Yeah. Know? It's a power of the blood of the lamb and the power of our testimony.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: uh, We've got a story to tell.
0: Yeah. And it's all really the glory goes to God, right? Amen. Amen. (laughs) He's winning. Oh, well, Max, uh, we could go on for days, but you and I both have other things going on today. So I appreciate you taking time to chat with us. Y'all check out You Are Never Alone, and I will put links to Max's website and all of his I think over a hundred books. I was doing my research yesterday and I Googled how many books has Max Lucado written? And one site said over six. And I was like, I think it's more than six. I've, <laughs> I've read six. <laughs> so, yeah. how, do you have a number? I'm sure like they're babies. I mean, that's a lot.
1: Yeah. you know, it, it, it all depends on how you count the books, but okay, it is okay. over a hundred. If okay. you put in the children's books and the specialty books, but the books like we're talking about today which are uh inspirational books for adults i think this is number 42 okay so so some people go with quality i just go with quantity <laughs> <Stop>.
0: <laughs> well people get mad at me when i have authors on there like my budget can't handle all these books well there y'all go i just handed you 100 you books go. that you need to read there yeah there you go oh well thanks max and i'm praying that this just is i know it will encourage people so Thank you for you are
1: writing. you are an amazing hostess. You Whoa. do a terrific job.
0: Thank you. You're uh, very kind. You
1: are very gifted in this, and all the very best. I'm so happy to hear about your new book. Well, and and I just I just pray that that God uses it to encourage all people, not just moms, but uh, all the very best in you and your and your ministry.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. After I was done with that conversation, I just felt this summary was. An invitation, this small opening up of your heart. Can you be open to the possibility? Can you hope a little bit that God is with you, that He is capable? That like Max's book's title, you are never alone. Because we can we as moms, you know, this don't mom alone ministry is not just about have friendships, have mentors, it's about grasping. God's presence with you wherever you are. Whatever is staring you in the eye, whatever challenge, whatever heartache, whatever potential fear or storm or reality you are living in with, can you open your heart up a little bit to let God minister to you? So I'm gonna pray that for us. God, I thank you for whoever is listening. I pray that their hearts would be open, softened, I know that when I am in the deepest and darkest times, hope takes on a whole new meaning. It's not just a four-letter word. It is a way out. It is a hand up. And there are some desperate, desperate people in need of hope right now, God. I pray that any spirit of despair would not be allowed to antagonize the person who's listening that you would remove that spirit of despair and that you would infuse a spirit of hope into his or her heart of the one who's listening, that the spirit of hope would cover over them and direct them to see how you are providing grace right now, how you are working a miracle right now and to hold out for that miracle that may not come this side of heaven, but they can trust your heart that you are good and you are for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, y'all, I hope you enjoyed that time with Max. I know that I did. If you want to connect a little bit more with me in a little bit more personal way, I did launch a Patreon page. I don't know if you're familiar with Patreon. It is a way for listeners to support a show that they have loved or been encouraged by and we have a couple options. One is straight up cheerleader. You want to help keep the show going. The other is you want that, but you also need a little more, maybe a little bit of bonus episodes or some live Q&A, or you want to be in on our next you know, thing we're doing and you don't want to miss it. Go to patreon.com. Patreon is uh, p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash uh, Don't Mom Alone, and you can see all the details there. Last week I released, or two weeks ago, I released a bonus little episode for strong-willed kids. Two moms shared their struggles with um, toddlers and preschoolers, and Kirk Martin from Celebrate Calm, he gave a little advice. Uh, and I, give a, I share a little bit of my advice. Anyway, if you need a little more, you want to be an insider, or you just want to support the show and be a cheerleader, we'd love to have you over at Patreon.com.